When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Travis here. Uh, What you're going to hear today is a little different than what we normally do in this podcast feed. Uh, Chris and I are usually in the same call talking about a specific song and Kanye's discography. But over on the YouTube channel, we open up a little bit. We'll do fun like lists, you know, rankings and stuff, uh, analyze music videos, things like that, that sometimes those videos help to have a visual component to them, but they don't always. And we thought they'd be fun to post here in the podcast feed as well. So that's what you're hearing today. If you want to go watch the video with it, you can, of course, go do that. But we thought, why not give you all the content you can get on the podcast feed? Okay. Thank you so much and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Hello, my name is Travis Bean, and on this channel, we talk Kanye West, and today. I've got a list for you. It's the most overhated Kanye West songs. Now, I'm not saying overrated Kanye songs because there are plenty of no overrated, underrated, <laughs> underrated, overhated and underrated aren't necessarily the same thing. A lot of these songs on this list are underrated. I guess they all are. They're all underrated because they're hated when they shouldn't be. But an underrated list, I think, would consist of songs that aren't necessarily overhated, just underappreciated, underdepreciated. Maybe that's the word I'll use when I do it. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> I may have taken a gummy earlier, but that's the best way I can do these videos, I think. Um, so I put up together this list earlier, and I don't even really remember what songs I put on it. Uh, I guess the second I start going through them, they'll become obvious. Uh, can I zoom in a little bit? Oh, look at that. Doesn't that look nice and professional? Wow. Okay. So most overhated Kanye songs. Now I will say on, on this channel, Chris and I, uh, we consider ourselves connoisseurs, experts on overhated Kanye songs because, um, often a Kanye song is part of an album experience, part of this overarching narrative that's happening on an album. And many times his songs make a little more context, uh, at least, lyrically uh within the framework of an album narrative or just like whatever themes or concepts an album is going for so sometimes when songs are overhated it's for just like having silly language in the song which is funny because like lots of Kanye songs that have silly language don't get hated on um and it seems random when people decide that like this Kanye song went too far and like the lyrics are dumb like so a lot of those kinds of songs are going to be on this list um, but also just, I guess we'll get into it, but like sometimes the sound of a Kanye song rubs people the wrong way, which I also don't understand. Um, and, and today I'm just going to work through my feelings of all the hate 
and um, negativity I see around a lot of Kanye songs in Kanye's catalog that are fantastic. So let's go. I've got 10 here. I, I tried to do an order from 10 to 1. I tried to make it dramatic. All right, starting at number 10, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Oh, can you guys even see that? Oh, you can't. Here we go. Barry Bonds. <laughs> Barry Bonds is a great song. Um, I think it's kind of like the Lil Wayne curse. Whenever Lil Wayne's on a song, it seems people don't like it, at least in Kanye's catalog. Um, and one thing I love about Lil Wayne is both songs that he's on that get hated, Barry Bonds and another song we'll actually be talking about soon. He's really good at leaning into the vibe. And I think Kanye purposely chooses these like grimy, um, just like polarizing soundscapes that are like very ugly seemingly in the surface, but ugly for a reason. Like here, Barry Bonds is in this middle stretch of graduation where he moves on from Chicago as I wonder is, is literally a breakup song. And we see him like breaking up with Chicago in a way and, and moving forward. And then you got like what comes immediately after that. Can't tell me nothing. Like, uh, uh you can't tell me nothing. Like he, he suddenly adopts this attitude that carries on through Barry Bonds and drunken hot girls. And he's living a, life that's seemingly glamorous, but always doing is like touting his ego and heavy, meaningless relationships. Um, and Barry Bonds really fits into that. Like it's extreme ego. They're just talking about how awesome their songs are, um, which I mean, that's great to have awesome songs, but it, it, I, I love a song like this and uh, the song that follows the song that we'll talk about later. They, they present themselves as like very successful and awesome artists, but the the sound of their voice like it's it's almost monotonous <laughs> like there's something i think there's just an artistic value to the song that's not easily seen right up front and because people aren't willing to search for it they just kind of hear an ugly sounding song with like a monotonously egotistical dude and like think it's trash but i think it, i think it sounds awesome like objectively sounds great and i think maybe people agree with that but they just think the lyrics are dumb um, and maybe in a way they're kind of supposed to be dumb, but like dumb in a smart way, right? <laughs> like they're meant to like point out something about the character and the album narrative. And yeah, that's what Chris and I do. This is the kind of stuff we talk about all the time. So listen to the Barry Bonds episode. If you want some more insight into Barry Bonds, uh, number nine, I am a God. Now I will say, I don't know how hated this is anymore. Like in general, people seem to love Jesus. Um, so maybe it's a mistake to put it on this list, but I, I've been a Kanye fan for a long time. And, and that's actually one of the thing I should have said about this list is I've been around a bit. Like, it's not like I started listening to Kanye four years ago when Ye came out, like nothing wrong with that. A lot of people have like discovered Kanye, discovered Kanye at that point, And that's great. Uh, but as somebody who's been around for a long time, like I've seen the ebbs and flows of songs and I know what kinds of songs have like had hate for a long time, or at least used to have a lot of hate. And I'm a God is one of those songs. Like I said, I think people have come around on a little bit, but I still see a lot of people like they just see the title of the song and they're like, well, that's Kanye for you. Like, look at that guy. He thinks he's a God, which Chris and I have talked about it many times in the show. And we wrote about it in our, uh, ease season for dissect, um, that I am a God is very much, it's like both an ironic statement and like a statement of purpose. It's ironic because like, he's not a, a god like of course 
Kanye knows he isn't a god, but this Yeezus character like elevates himself to a god like level and like has a conversation with Jesus. Like it's so over the top in a way that it's like, okay, it's a little ton in cheek in the sense that like you're trying to blow up, you're trying to expose how blown up someone's ego is. And it's all part of the Yeezus character's journey because he has to learn to like um, tame that ego a little bit in order to find the right woman. Um, but also not ironic and, and kind of a sincere statement because it, it gets a, a more, um, I, I think in the episode we did, we talked about the Rastafarian belief of an inner God. Um, but I think this is something that just kind of stretches to Christianity as well. And, and just the common belief about like your ability as a, as a being <laughs> and what you can contribute to this world and the impact you can have, like there's a God within all of us in that way. And that. Um, and for me, not to get too philosophical or <laughs> religious, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but like, I feel like I've slowly gotten closer and closer to the idea of a God in quotes and what that means. And this thing I'm searching for, like this next level figure that uh, you see in Christianity, like an, uh, an actual God, like I don't believe in that necessarily, but I believe in the idea of like reaching something like that. Can you tell I'm high? Uh, <laughs> of... um. Uh, it's a representation of like the greater good you can do and your connection with everybody in the world, everybody through time. It's this, um, well, I really am high, it, it, but I, anyway, I, I think that general idea is awesome. And I think that's really what Kanye's getting at there to just reduce it to like, I'm a God, like it's kind of dumb and boring and reductive. So I said, to reduce it to God. And then that that's reductive. No shit, Travis. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's in the man, but that song, it might be like, it might be top three for me. And Jesus, like hold my liquor. I'm in it. Then this probably this or then on site, man. But I just, I just think this song sounds incredible. Um, it's so strange and experimental and spare. And you have the screaming and he talks to Jesus. I mean, this song has it all. So if you even hate it a slight little bit, it's overhated. That's my opinion. All right. Number eight. Blame game. You knew I'd go here, right? You've listened to the show. Um, this is one of Chris's absolute favorite songs, and I think I have his actual favorite Kanye song on this list. Uh, again, we are connoisseurs of overhated Kanye songs. Um, and Blame Game is one where... It, not that I used to not like Blame Game, but I, I actually used to be closer to the people that that don't like blame game. <laughs> like I've always, I think for a long time I had an admiration of the song and everything it's doing because uh, just uh, craft wise, like structurally, it's a pretty incredible song. Incredible from the sense of like, ex it's experimental and very postmodern. Like it's almost not even a song. It feels like an art project. And it's just kind of like going through these emotions and like, working through the time he had with this woman and how he's not with her anymore. Then suddenly like voices are bouncing around in his head. And then we get this whole like skit outro. Like it, it feels like an art exhibit almost <laughs> like you're watching it happen in a, an art museum. Um, but I slowly grown over time to love the sound of it and to really be blown away when the, the voices are going from ear to ear and just how um, Kanye uses that Kanye and his team used that sonic element to, really capture the the mental scape of the character you're following. It's it's truly an incredible song. And I don't really get why people hate it other than like it's weird. 
which is like a really lame reason that they hate a song. Like you can't think it sounds bad. It sounds incredible. Uh, so if you just hate the skit, I guess you can skip the skit. I never skipped the skit though. Oh, did I go too far? Oh no, I didn't. Haha. <laughs> See you in my nightmares. Okay. This is the other little Wayne song. Um, I, I gotta say, I, and I'm going to say this and then take a sip of water so you can just reflect on this. I love See You in My See You in My Nightmares, and it might be my favorite song on 808s and Heartbreak. Good. You've processed that information? Okay. Um, Streetlights might actually be my favorite. Like Streetlights, Pinocchio Story, and See You in My Nightmares. Like that's a trifecta right there. Um, sure you've got like Heartless coming up and Say You Will. Actually, God, Say You Will might be top three. God, 808s is so good. Anyway, See You in My Nightmares, it's overhated. Not only do I love it, uh, not only is it overhated, I love it. <laughs> um, it's, it, it, I actually think it's similar to Barry Bonds. Like I might as well just group those songs together. Like it has a similar, similarly grimy feeling. Even more so though, it's like really ugly. And it's coming at the end of 808s when Kanye's very alienated and scared and vulnerable like there's so much vulnerability in this song and the more little wayne is like a disgusting character like saying pu and like being ridiculous like the more over the top he gets the more and more like scary and vulnerable the song gets in a way because like it's it's this person who's clearly trying to present themselves as bigger than they are to the point where like they sound like a cartoon version of themselves or of this massive celebrity that everybody sees. It's so cool. And again, it sounds awesome. I just, that's, that's my big takeaway from this list is like, I don't know how anyone can hate any of these songs that sound this good. Like, even if you don't like the lyrics, if you're not looking at the sound in the context of the album narrative, like, okay, whatever, like you cannot like the lyrics, but like, Song after song, man. These songs are so good. Breathe in, breathe out. So this is a classic one. This is like, I would say from my early days as a Kanye fan, this is the one that has always stuck out as the song people do not like. And I don't know. I think it's awesome. Like, I, I don't know if it's like one of my favorite songs on College Dropout, but it, it has an energy that maybe none of the other songs do have on the album. Um, and it, it was like the earliest example. Again, this is the part Chris and I geek out on it's the like earliest example of kanye making an ironic song like new workout plan there's a little bit of that um like it's it's a little over the top but like i would consider that more of humor breathe in breathe out feels like facetious in a way where it's trying to make bullshit ice rap like it's being very upfront about it and telling you about it um and maybe in that way it's not like the most eloquent use of irony or satire that Kanye's ever done it again, a very early version of it and him kind of testing the grounds for something he wouldn't master when it comes to like Jesus and the life of Pablo. Um, but here it's, it's cool to see him doing that. And again, like, I think it sounds great. I think maybe people hate the chorus with ludicrous, um, but I like it. Uh, so for all those reasons, overhated. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next up. This one, 
Hmm. I, I actually need to discuss this one. Closed on Sunday. I, I need someone in the world to sit down, look you straight in the eye, and explain to me if a straight face how anyone could hate this song. I, I think, and we and we've floated around this theory before on the show. I believe Jordan was the first one to brought it up, and I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. I think people only hate Closed on Sunday because of the Chick-fil-A line. If that alone is a reason to hate a song, like we've lost our bearings when it comes to music. <laughs> like that is a great line. Like it's such a classic Kanye line. Like it's this pop culture reference and it reveals something about his character. Like he's connecting with this big brand, this big corporation that is stuck to its Christian values. Like, of course that speaks to Kanye and it's like a funny line and he's using it as like um, a way to say he like loves his wife and family, like all that together, like all that mixture of emotions and like um, different ideas and, and messages. Like it's so Kanye, it's such a complicated line that I just don't get how that line alone can make you hate it. Now, if that's not the only reason people hate it, then this makes it even more complicated. Like I'd actually be more willing to buy into the Chick-fil-A theory. Other than that, like, I don't know what people are not liking. It, it It's so in your face. Like, this guy who's, like, going to protect his family and so ready to fight. And the, the beat has this, like, man, it's just, I think it's one of my absolute favorite beats, favorite produced songs by Kanye and his team. Like, I love the sound of it. It, it feels so creepy. Like, like, it's a bunch of, like, creepy woodland creatures like crawling through the forest and like slinking through it's i don't know i just like love the sound of it so much that i don't know how anyone could hear that song and think like oh that sounds bad like how can you think something sounds bad when it sounds like nothing else i've ever heard before in my life other than like a movie soundtrack like a horror movie or something uh to use it in a hip-hop song that's man what are people doing this overhated all right next one up People can yell at us for this one. That's fine. I'm still going to do it. Tell the vision. I almost didn't even want to include it in the list because it's not even really a song. It's it's one of the first times that I think the Kanye community has collectively come together to hate a song by Kanye that isn't really a song. Like, I don't understand why anyone would get so upset by what is essentially like an interlude. Uh, as we talked about in our Donda season, which you can go listen to, by the way, we spend an hour talking about television. <laughs> and that's mostly us. Like, there isn't a lot to talk about the lyrics, but. Uh, we're mostly just fitting it into the Donda narrative. And the Donda narrative is Kanye starting out in a more antagonistic place. He feels lost uh, in the wake of the divorce. It, this feeling he's losing his family and he doesn't have his mom there to guide him. Like That mixture of emotions leads into like spiritual reflection, leads into like thinking about the things your mom taught you. And then this, it, it, so that idea of connecting with your mother suddenly going into the final act of the album where Kanye uh, comes the piece of himself on earth and thinks about how he, he's acting and how he treats people in his life. That transition point is television, which is literally pop smoke calling from beyond the grave. It's, it's a really cool idea. Um, and it's in there to have meaning and purpose. Um, I guess people think it sounds bad, which I don't, Again, like that, like all the other songs in this list, I don't really get. I think its sound is very purposeful for like what I just discussed. It kind of has, and I think people talk about it sounding like distant and uh, 
I don't know. It does have a strange sound, but I think, again, purposefully, like it, it, it's meaning to capture the aura of somebody who isn't there. It's it's cool. Like it again proves that Kanye has artistic intent first. If people don't want to like it as a song because they just want to listen to one song and hear a great song, like, okay, I guess I get it. But again, it's not a song. It's a meaningful like interlude. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to listen to a better version of television, you can go do that. But in the context of listening to Donda, I think it's it's a okay in my book and overhated. Number three, I think we got three left. This is a big one for me. Freestyle four. Again, I guess this is my reaction to everyone. Like, how do you hate freestyle four? It, it, it people think it's like dumb. I guess it's this because the the sexual talk in that song is so absurd and over the top in an obvious and like purposeful way. That's the way I I think of it. Because the life of Pablo is, it says on the cover of the album, which one, which one over and over. And it's kind of deciding between like his old life where he chased girls and his new life where he's with Kim and he's having a family. Um, And we see him kind of waffling between those two lives throughout the album leading up to the, the final section of songs like Waves, FML, uh, Real Friends, which brings uh, Claire, brings um, like it makes it interesting like it, it it brings a a complication to this idea that you're with kim and you're uh committed to your family because like you want to be somebody who is real like <laughs> you want to fill your life with people you can depend upon and love you uh legitimately as opposed to these real friends and then wolf sorry i went down a rabbit hole with that <laughs> i don't know why i did that uh but this end of the album where connie's like deciding to commit to family and freestyle four is the height of him losing his way and just the song is like so manic and convoluted and disgusting <laughs> like it has an ugly soundscape like this life doesn't sound cool with this soundscape and on top of that the lyrics are so ridiculous that you can't even believe like this person like do you really think this is cool like you think you sound awesome right now like everything you're describing is so obscene and vulgar and over the top um so kanye has to get to that height to then fall down and i love kanye waves fml real friends wolves like it's a very purposeful song um and i think it sounds awesome i guess i'm just gonna keep saying that for every single song it sounds fantastic so if you're hating on that one we need to have a talk uh hell of a life this is the uh song that i believe is chris's favorite Kanye song. So I think he would agree with me that it's overhated. Um, I don't, it's another one where I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand <laughs> how you can hate hell of a life. Um, famously, I guess as famous as two hosts of a Kanye West podcast can be. Um, I think one of the earliest instances of people finding our show was because of the theory we had about hell of a life. Where, we talked about it on our season, how we believe Hell of a Life to be the entire song exists in Kanye's head. And he's envisioning this life of a porn star because he, this woman is the only one he feels a connection to. She is also like ostracized by society and outcast. And she understands the kind of hate you can get in someone like that, like that's position. 
Um, and Kanye sees that in this woman who is just, just thrown aside by society and feels this connection to her and visions this life with her. But it's all in his head as we realize at the end that he's just by himself and he's huffing and puffing and you realize he's masturbating. And he has just been masturbating to because I think it's, I should have pulled up the exact lyrics, but he basically says like, he's looking at a screen and you realize that like, he's been looking at this porn star on a screen and then envisioned a life with her. So he's not even masturbating to the woman on the screen. He's in, he's masturbating to like this idea of making a connection with someone. Isn't that so sad? Like that is the most intense emotional <laughs> connection I've ever seen be made in a song period. Chris might be right. Maybe it is Kanye's best song. Like it's so, it's just so unnerving to think like that's what the song's doing. And then it ends with him just like huffing and puffing. He's clearly just finished masturbating and he's kind of, you know, coming down like the Hulk coming down, <laughs> coming back to reality and just kind of like looking around and like realizing that like, this is all fake. Like I'm not actually with anybody. Like I'm just sitting here envisioning and masturbating to the idea of being with somebody like that's how sad my life has become. That's an incredible thing for us on to do. And on top of that, it sounds amazing. I don't know who in the world is saying hell of a life doesn't sound like nothing else. Like it is just so like, it's running through a brick wall. It just goes, 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 goes. Like it needs to have that manic energy because Connie is racing through these thoughts. And then right when you realize that none of it's real, it stripped away in the end of the song. Again, it's very postmodern, much like Blame Game. Like it has this purposeful transition that isn't exactly musical. It's almost anti-music, but it feels artistic. It feels like something you're you're witnessing and understanding. Oh, hell of a life. Number two. Number one, though. I mean, I got to go with this my number one. If people, if you watch the show, if you watch the show, <laughs> if you watch this channel, I guess it's a show, right? Um, someone yelled at, by the way, quick tangent. Someone yelled at me, which I I assume is yelling as they pound their, their keyboard <laughs> in the YouTube comment section that I called. I said I used to watch uh, The Daily Show on TV, which I I did. I, I had, that's how people used to do it. Like there was a television um, and you would just find, uh, we would just cast using Chromecast or whatever. We would cast a daily show into the television from a website. And I, I said that, I, I don't even know how I would have said it. I was like, oh yeah, well, I used to watch the daily show on TV with John Stewart. Like I don't watch it anymore. Uh, not dissing Trevor. No, I just, I don't really watch television anymore. And someone screamed to me like, you know, like, it, we have you you're on a youtube channel like internet exists like there there aren't any tvs anymore like okay back when i watched the daily show on tv i was doing it through the internet <laughs> i just didn't understand where the like people get angry about the strangest things on youtube and just yell at you and be mean to you for no reason at all uh i don't know i just felt like addressing that in case that person is watching uh that's my response to that number one though if you watch the show or you listen to the show and you've heard me talk about it. You've heard me defend this song. The most overhated Kanye song is Drunken Hot Girls. It is, I mean, might as well just get this part out of the way right now because you know I'm going to say it. It sounds incredible. 
Like, I don't know how anyone could, like, I want to sit down, listen to the song of somebody and have them point out to me, like, how does this not sound incredible? It's so, like, we've mentioned a few with a lot of these songs, and it seems to be the reason a lot of people hate a kind of song. It has a very grimy, grungy feeling, like, like you've wandered into, like, a dirty nightclub and, like, this is, like, the tone of the place, you know, like, that kind of thing. This song is the ultimate song of that sound. It, it does it so well. The song is so uh, just like depraved. <laughs> it just like it, it doesn't have a good presence at all. It's actively like repelling you and saying like, you don't want to be part of this. Like this is the real shit right here. It, it's I love that tone to it, that personality it has. And then on top of that, it is, you know, we talked about Breathe In, Breathe Out and like kind of an early attempt from Kanye to make a conceptual song um, that on its own might not work super well, but like in the context of an album is great. Uh, Breathe In, Breathe Out was an early example of that. Drunken Heart Girls, in my opinion, would be him finally realizing like how to do it. And again, the album narrative of him going away from home, going out into the world and realizing that celebrity is empty before trying to come back home and being rejected. Uh, that middle section where he's kind of realizing how empty everything is. Drunken Hot Girls. Like nothing in this song is supposed to be inviting <laughs> compelling intriguing like i'm actually gonna pull up the uh lyrics for drunken hot girls lyrics watch me type i almost did it um like it's so drive around town looking for the best spot for these drunken like i guess people don't like how simple it is but to get to most deaf's court, like the bridge is sitting here screaming at you like, hey, stop taking this seriously. <laughs> seriously, this is ridiculous. We know it is. Love the dangerous necessity that people seek without regard to where they are. The human heart is curious above all things. Love, the lights are low. Your eyes are bright. The music plays its sweet delight. Out of sight, I'm feeling right. Your dress is tight. Oh, how I want you right now. It goes from this idea of what love is and how it's dangerous and how ultimately it can drive you to do things. Uh, the heart, human heart is curious above all things. And then it goes into like the scene where you're in a club. So it, it suddenly gives like emotional weight to the, the idea of being in the club, which is just like, what's more simple than being in the club? Like what's less glamorous than just like a bunch of, single people like humping each other in the dance but like it, it's a ridiculous image when you break it down like that but suddenly it's not that like all of these people who are dancing like are looking for love ultimately and they don't know how they're gonna find it but like they're here experiencing something like trying to reach out and touch it in some way shape or form it that's all part of Kanye's journey leading up to like the life of Pablo and him actually like finding a woman and having a family like he's constantly searching through women and like trying to find the one that's going to elevate him that's a consistency from graduation on graduation 808s my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and then all of Jesus before he meets Kim at the end of the album and then Kim's there for the, for you know several more albums um but like this this journey Kanye's been on it's incredible. You can see it. You can literally see it like slowly forming and morphing over the course of his discography leading up to Kim. He's always looked for it. And like to know that about Kanye and know that's a, such an emotional part of the song 
Drunken Hot Girls is more than you're letting it be. It is an important song in Kanye's discography and is number one on my most overhated Kanye song list. Thank you very much for watching. My name is Travis Bean. I'll hear, be here all night. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm taking donations in the form of likes on this video and subscribes. Uh, that'd be wonderful. Um, I, I work purely for, for tips. So any any subscribes or likes you can give me is wonderful. Uh, and even like a nice comment. Like maybe you can comment on my fresh haircut that I just got. I, I really like this guy, my barber, Roy. He We sit there. We don't really talk at all. He just goes to town, like gets it done, looks clean as hell, does it quick. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want. Like, I will tip you more if you're fast and good. Like the faster you are, like you are my star barber. If you can just get it done and get it done right, man. I love it. Um, we're, well, I, I should probably end the video. Okay. Um, stay wavy, keep it loopy and, and throw out your, your favorite overhated Kanye songs and tell me all about why. Cheers. Chris says cheers. I'm going to say cheers. And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com